welcome back for part two of our interview with missionary Hannah Davis. So next I want to talk about um, you know, something that is like a difficult subject for you concerning your, your two girls. Um, and, and I I have really seen, you know, God's grace and his mercy and his love just, you know, over top of your whole family uh, during this time. But uh, for those listening, um, if you could just kind of share a little bit what happened last Election Day, how it um, how it affected your family and, and how, you know, God's love has shown through it all. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, I, I'm humbled that you have seen God's grace through this, Tammy. Um, it has definitely been something that uh, traumatic or terrifying in the Webster's Dictionary doesn't seem to really quite uh, quite put it correctly. Uh, it, it was just probably the most difficult thing I have gone through in my life. Um, we had been uh, at standing in line to be able to vote, uh, and I, it was it was kind of a cool and gray and windy day. And when we got home after standing, I don't know, an hour and a half or two hours or so, uh, it was, the sun came out and it was like really warm all of a sudden. And so we had this big outreach coming out. We were having three of our teams come together in a local park. And we had stations, and it was just really complicated. So, and how all the organization was going to happen. So we were, were like, well, it's sunny out. Let's, you know, pack up the car, get the puppet stage, you know, get all these things together. And it, it almost not that I, not that I watch horror movies, but if I were to make one, it would be a really great scene uh, because it was sunny. Like the dog was playing, the girls were holding their bunnies. Like it was just, we were just enjoying, we were laughing together. My husband, um, had some borrowed soccer balls, uh, from one of our churches and, uh, they hadn't been used since COVID. So he was kind of putting some air in there when we were playing with the, playing with soccer balls. One of them went into our neighbor's yard. So my four-year-old safely, you know, it's like really close driveway. So he went and just to throw it back into our yard and it bounced and kind of went into the road. At this point, when that had happened, um, I was going to get the, that we have kind of like this little run for the bunnies to be able to eat fresh grass. So I was going to get that for the girls. And Stephen had just walked into our house very briefly. And so Joel tells my two daughters, uh, Miriam and Ruth, who are uh, six and eight years of age, um, hey, the ball, the ball's going on the road. And if you, if you stand at where the stop sign is, and kind of look towards our house, you can kind of see how there's a slight, um, a slight, uh, just kind of slope that may kind of made the ball kind of just pitter pitter patter down. And it was also windy. So they started chasing the ball and, um, looked both ways that went across the road. And when they went, they went across and they went to grab it. And as they are going to look again, um, a car without seeing them and basically them not seeing it until it was on top of them, uh, first hit Ruth at over 40 miles an hour, and then, in his own words, he didn't try to swerve until after the first hit. He swerved just a hairline because they were holding hands that um, Miriam put, basically he would have run her over, but basically he swerved just a tiny hair that her head took off the passenger mirror, um, and they were both just flown um, and you know, on the directions of, of the road and just were excessively bleeding. It's actually kind of crazy because we did not initially find them. And while we don't know this for sure until we get to heaven, uh, Ruth wonders if it was an angel. A lady stopped and, and came over and, and shook Ruth's shoulder and said, you know, honey, where do you live? And Ruth's word, she said, mommy, she woke me up. Um, Mir- Mir- Ruth was unconscious on, on impact. And so she points to her house. And uh, obviously Miriam's head was excessively bleeding um, 
quite profusely uh, from, you know, head wounds will do that. And uh, so she was going in and out of consciousness. So the lady comes to our door and says, you know, um, you know, do you have two girls that were hurt? And Stephen's initial thought was, no, like, it's not, we were, like, we were just there with each other, like, you know, moments ago. And, but he said, somebody's hurt. So he run out, runs out. And uh, both girls, you know, are just in a very, very difficult situation. And, um, you know, Miriam's coat was completely saturated with her blood. You can actually still see the blood on the, on the road even today. Um, very, very difficult situation. So he runs back in grabs a bag of, of frozen grapes is what he could grab out of the freezer and says, Hannah, the girls were hit by a car. So I, of course, go running out. And it's so interesting because Ruth, um, at the age of four, she has an amazing ability to be able to memorize. And when she would take naps at the time, I would play scripture for her that I had recited and, um, you know, read on a recording. And one day she comes to me and she's like, mommy, she's like, I think I have this memorized. And I was like, you do? And she quotes to me the whole Psalm 139, um, and she still knows it to this day. And so when I come to her and I see and I saw her, you know, her face was, you know, incredibly swelling. Her clothes were ripped completely all the way down by the impact of the car, including her jeans. Um, and she just starts panicking, Mommy, um, you know, am I going to die? Am I going to die? And it's so crazy because just in that moment, the Lord was just like, Hannah, like, she knows this. She's hidden this in her heart. So I lay down next to her and her, her blood just getting all over my face. And I just said, Ruth, all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. And if God doesn't want you to die today, like you're not going to, like he knows exactly how many days you're going to live. And, um, there was obviously a, an incredible amount of peace that God just gave me in that moment. Like I, I truly thought that they both were going to die. Um, and it's not that. I haven't had my many moments of tears or anything like that. But in that moment, God just really came along beside me in a moment that I don't really think if someone had told me before, hey, how would you act if this happened? I probably wouldn't have imagined that I would be able to do that. But the Lord just gave incredible grace and strength. Um, before Miriam would wood were so the, so the, the ambulance and the, the emergency workers came on the scene. And so... I went over to Miriam and at that point her voice, my voice was actually helping her stay awake. So I was trying to talk with her. I'd be trying to keep her out of going unconscious. And one of her last words were, mommy, you know, don't leave me. And so, so I was like, Miriam, I'm going to be here with you. Um, which made it very tricky because as you can imagine with COVID, only one parent can go with an emergency situation. Um, so as you know, we're getting helicopters coming and the helicopters are coming. You can see them coming out of the sky and there was the intensity of, you know, they're writing things down and, and trying to um, get all of the details that are needing to be done. They're also telling us that I won't be able to go only, you know, or, or, or my husband won't be able to go. One of us can't go. And God is even giving clarity of mind, you know, being able to show them respect, but yet at the same time, I mean, look at, listen, it's two girls, it's two helicopters, it's two emergency situations, like, and so there's two parents, you know, we both need to go. My daughter said, you know, don't leave me. And I said, I will be there with her. You know, I need to go with her. Who do we need to call? I'm like, someone can give us permission. We can call someone. Who do we call? Like, So God granted us, God granted that. And then it may, you know, my now 10 month old, but he was, you know, six and a half months old at the time he was sleeping in our house. And I said, Oh, well, like our baby has to come down. <laughs> um, 
which they, you know, it was just really amazing how the Lord just worked through it all. Um, I know you want to mention that in a moment, Tammy, but it, it is something that we'll never forget is something that is still super, super hard. Um, but you know, unlike any other God that we serve and we worship, because anything that we give all of our love to is what we worship. You know, anything that we can't stop thinking of is what we worship. Anything that we give our time and our resources to is what we worship. And unlike any other God, the God who knows and the God who sees and the God who has come to redeem, he, unlike any other God, when you face suffering, he is big enough and he is there and he carries. Um, so... Yeah, it's been it's been quite quite a journey, but the Lord is 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 truly the God of the God of suffering and the God who sustains in those times. So, yeah. Mm, Hannah, thank you so much for sharing that with us and just the um, as we hold the space and imagine what it was like. We can't, right? We can't imagine what you guys have been through and but you know hearing you say that you know I was just reading some scripture yesterday about how God listens for our cries he hears them he he hears us and and you just testified to how he was right there yes in every moment you know and that's just all inspiring when we can see him he shows up in the good days and in the horrific days He's there. Um, you know, and I know there's so much more to your story. And um, you mentioned the driver of the car and, and kind of what they had, they had, you know, obviously not seen what was happening. And, you know, it's hard to imagine being that driver too. You know, it's hard to put ourselves Absolutely. in that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Um yeah, the just just God's grace in the moment. Um, so as we're trying to get my six-month-old to nurse before I'm swept off in the helicopter, Ruth has already taken off, you know, with the first ambulance, and they had to actually park the helicopters by our local pond just so that they could, you know, have space. And we're seeing the other one come as I'm like kind of trying to convince them that I need to go. And they're putting her on a stretcher. I mean, her her head is, the word bubbling is a very good word, and they just could not get the blood to stop. Um, and so it's obviously super intense. But at that moment, in all the intensity of it, I was just struck, and I said, you know, I turned to the one officer. I said, you know, where, what happened to the person that hit them? And he's like, oh, he's standing right over there. And I was just so moved because I would feel bad if I hit somebody's cat, you know, like, or a deer, you know, I would cry. Right. So <laughs> I can't even imagine hitting a human or like two humans or like two little girls. Like I can't even imagine. And I just like, you know what? I might never see this person again. And it was just like, I was just filled with the Lord's just desire to go and just try to show kindness to him. So I ran over to him, you know, big, tall, I don't know, six foot something to I mean significantly taller than me, you know, African-American gentleman. And just, I grabbed his hands in my, in my, in my face or my, my hands, I took his hands in my, uh, his face in my hands is what I'm trying to say. And I just said, sir, 
was like, look me in the eyes, look me in the eyes. And, you know, of course he didn't really want to. And finally he, he did. And I just said, listen, God loves them more than I do. And I want you to know that whatever happens that we forgive you. And I, I, I just, you know, with already what he's going to have to deal with, you know, just in his own soul and his own heart, like that was just so critical for me to do that. Um, and then it was being rushed with like nursing the baby and then like being swept away and then having to convince them that like my diaper bag was actually not, didn't have explosives. In it. <laughs> um, I had to take everything out and be like, no, these are diapers. These are wipes. Um, this is what a mom carries to take care of her baby. I won't explode the helicopter. I promise you. <laughs> Anyways, I laugh about it now, but it really wasn't very funny um, at the time. But, but yes, absolutely. Uh, and it's crazy because he actually came to our house a couple of days after um just said that he had been tormented just he wanted to know he's like i'm assuming the girls didn't die because they didn't come the police didn't show up to take me to jail you know and um we were able to to talk with him more and at one point i asked if i could pray with him and i'm not sure maybe he is a believer i'm not sure but a lot of times when you talk with someone about the lord they kind of reciprocate that you know and and it was more of politeness and i asked if we could pray for him and as, I, as we're praying for him, I looked down and Ruth had just grabbed his hand and was just kind of, you know, shaking his hand, you know, with his, you know. Um, and uh, so I'm not sure the journey that the Lord has for this gentleman, um, but I know that he he is a part of each of our stories. And so for, you know, for many of you, maybe there's someone in your world that, you know, you just are praying that the Lord draws them to himself and, and just continue to pray. Don't give up praying because... Um, we don't ever know where people are at and what God might be doing in their lives. And um, God can bring people to himself in just unique ways that we could never imagine. I mean, this gentleman was just a retired police officer for Baltimore City. I have no idea the horrendous things that he has seen and witnessed. But God desires for him to come to him, too. So, um, yeah, please keep him in prayer as we do because, yeah, he's often on our hearts. Oh, what what a beautiful testimony right there. It really shows the love of Christ through you, Hannah, you know, that we're supposed to forgive others. And especially in that moment where you didn't even know if the girls were going to die. I mean, you said in your, in your what you were just sharing earlier that you, you felt like they were going to die. And yet you took the time to go out and tell him, you know, that you forgave him. You know, and what I'm sure that that has lifted a tremendous weight off his shoulder. And I think if, if he's not saved, you know, having that impact of a Christian and what the love of Christ looks like on him is something that is unforgettable. You know, um, wow. Um, I know you'd call, we, I, during that day, we'd pass you guys at the, you know, at the voting yes. booth. And, um, <laughs> yes. And everything was fine. You guys left and me and my son was voting for the first time. And we get up and we're just getting ready to vote. And you call me. I didn't answer because I'm like, I'm getting ready to vote. And you called me again. And I'm like. This is this is not good. So I answered, and I was I was shocked when you said the girls are hit. Can you come home and you know watch the boys? And so we rushed and we voted, and we and we we came back, and the whole scene of just everybody in the neighborhood, you know, came together, and the choppers, and just I I was in shock. I mean, I, I'm not even you, and yet you know I didn't see the girls. You know, they were down the street. I mean, I, the officers brought the, the bloody clothes back and asked me to put them someplace. And, and then just in the end that, knowing your little girls, I, I just I couldn't imagine the grace that guy was showing over you. And the other thing that I want to point out that I witnessed during this time was how our whole neighborhood, this is how God will work good 
during certain situations, our whole neighborhood came together that day. And even following, people pitched in and tried to help. And, you know, how can we, how can we help? People reach out to me, how can I help Hannah? I mean, we saw the neighbors, you know, drove your van up, you know, and, you know, people donated different things. And um, it was it was really a blessing to see the neighborhood come together and give. And I know... Um, in Romans 8:28 it says and we would know that all things work together for good for them that love God and for those who are called according to his purpose and i believe that God is going to continue to bring good you know not that he caused the situation but God will always take a situation and bring some good out of it just like with the officer um just with many you probably have no idea the people even who are listening today that are going through something similar that that's going to touch their heart that there's the good is going to come out of this and so is there i just you know at this moment hannah is there for those who are listening are there any other blessings that you want to share with somebody that maybe you know to help encourage them that you know that this i know this is hard i know this is still hard with you know all you know, you know girls i mean it was a miracle i i think it was a miracle that they were out of the hospital so quickly yes. You know, um, but I know they still have difficulties that they're facing. But, you know, just shed some light on, um, you know, the blessings that are coming to help encourage people who are going through similar things. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it is. You know, I feel like my husband said it really well the other day when he was preaching. Just a lot of times when we're going through a challenging time, you know, it's almost like there's a 12 foot painting, you know, that God is painting, but we're standing right up close to it. You know, and we only can see some of the dark streaks, um, and we can't see the whole picture. Uh, and that's one of the wonderful things. I mean, all of the chaos that there's so much going on, um, and and this has been a really hard year for so many, everyone really, and um, on just so many different levels. And there's just a lot of things that are uncertain and that are scary and are difficult. And one of the things that just has been really um, giving me encouragement is I actually have it taped in it just in front of my kitchen sink so I can as I'm washing dishes it can just um I can just read over it and it's, it's just very simple uh Lord you are on your throne and we are yours um God is on his throne he he sees he knows um and he cares and none of this is a surprise to him he is not like oh that caught me off guard I was oh wasn't expecting that one you know he and he, his arm has orchestrated and worked in so many dark places. I mean, just think of all the times in scripture where there's been moments of, you know, time and difficulty and uncertainty and pain and oppression and persecution. And even in the world all around us, um, God is not surprised by this. And he is writing, writing the bigger story um, and he is on his throne and he wins. So some of those truths are so critical. Um, and I mean, we have, it, sometimes it's hard, you know, it's very hard and I can testify that there is times, I mean, even last night, you know, Miriam came to me and saying, mommy, I'm having bad night dreams. You know, um, it's, it's, it's hard and it's difficult, but you, we also can see things that the Lord is doing. Um, you know, we had an, one officer, a state trooper, because they were, uh, kind of monitoring that road because people do speed on it a lot. And he said, you know, he, he came and knocked on our door. He's like, I'm not really here. Like, you know, I just wanted just to do it as a, you know, a, a fellow person. Like, I wasn't told to have to come here. But I read over the report, and I have a seven-year-old, and like, I just couldn't sleep. And he said, you know, um, I just wanted to see if you guys are doing okay. So we invited him in, and, and he looks over, and we have a cross um, right by our door. And he's like, oh, he's like, you know, are you are you guys a Christian? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, he's like, 
He's like, what do Christians believe? <laughs> it's like, well, let's talk about that. And actually, he was he was Jewish, and we were we were talking, and we kind of I'm like, you got you're an investigator, you're a detective, you know. There are over 300 prophecies that had to be fulfilled for Jesus to be who he claimed to be, and it wasn't just stuff that he himself said. It is stuff that has happened hundreds of years before that, you know. And it has to all work together for this to be true. I was like, if you want to investigate one thing about Christianity, investigate the resurrection, because. You know, our own scriptures say that if the resurrection is not valid, then our faith is pointless. And yet the resurrection is one of the most defendable pieces of history, of all of history. And it's an amazing thing to study. Um, anyways, it was a great conversation, but there's a lot of different things in ways that you're like, Lord, I wasn't expecting that. You know, whether it's the, the Muslim doctor who was sewing up Miriam's head. And he's trying to keep her, you know, talking with her. We actually chose to use local anesthesia instead of full because we were concerned she wasn't going to a coma. And just that dialogue and discussion about she loves hiking and her trail name on the Appalachian Trail is Little Faith, which, um, which I'm sorry, Small Faith, Small Faith, Small Faith, because Jesus says if you have faith as small as a mustard seed that you can move mountains. And this dialogue that you're like, you know, you're not expecting these things to happen. Um even at some of her follow-up appointments, I mean, this one doctor looks at her and he's like, this is only by the grace of God that you are this way. And it is true. People praying um, and continuing to pray over their little tiny bodies, um, as I truly believe, is like you were saying, Tammy, the miracle that is restoring them one step at a time. But yes, be encouraged because God is not surprised by this and whatever you're facing he is not taken aback. He sees the big picture and he intimately cares for you and you can trust him. So. Absolutely. Um, I just want to take a moment here for those who are listening. Um, if you would like to be able to support the Davis family, if this, this, this story is, I mean, I'm sure you have like a lot of medical bills or different things that, that have arised or different needs through this time because it's, you have a lot of doctor's appointments, you have a and things on you. If people are really led to be able to, you know, to help support the Davis family, again, I'm going to repeat the different ways because the Davis family is one of those options on there that you can give to at this time. Besides just the Boys and Girls Club, you can give to both. You're not limited to just giving to one area. Um, so as we mentioned earlier, you can first send a check to their specified designation at P.O. Box 652, Mount Airy, Maryland, 21771 that's p.o box 652 mount airy maryland 21771 or you can text c-e-f-c-c that's c-e-f-c-c to pound 77977 again that's pound 77977 and this will take you to a secure push pay account where you can sign in and make a one-time donation or you can continue to bless them with a recurring gift um, and finally you can go to their website at carol-county.cefmaryland.org that's carol-county.cefmaryland.org and underneath give, you can go and underneath the choose your fund, you can choose to give to the Davis ministry and it would go directly towards them. Great. Thank you, Tammy. Thanks for giving us all those details. And like Tammy said earlier, we'll have those in the show notes if it's hard to write it down in case you're driving while you're listening to us. Um, so Hannah, you were, you were kind of talking about the girls, talking about the appointments. Tammy alluded to, you know, all the follow-up that's going on now and the recovery that's continuing. So, you know, what are some of your challenges going forward with the girls' recovery? 
Well, thank you for asking. Yeah, um, well, they were hit with a car at over 40 miles an hour, so some of that is um, a lot of things to monitor for uh, an extended period of time. Um, Ruth has a lot of scar tissue buildup inside of her insides, and um, she did have a broken clavicle, which has healed well, which we're super grateful for. Um, they both had a lot of damage to their spines, so we're, um, yeah, getting treatments for that. Uh, just also just trying to navigate you know, it's hard with kids because sometimes, you know, um, treatments are helpful and, and looking for therapies are helpful. And other times just trying to do normal life is also good, you know, uh, building a snowman or something, you know. <laughs> so it's just there's a lot of discernment kind of trying to navigate that, um, you know, also just being accessible and having, you know, just when they want to talk or how they want to talk. Um, there's just a lot of, you know, they never were, you know, just they never really struggle with insecurities, but just different things like that or or fears or uncertainties and just trying to afresh just bring them the truths that we know um, and, and the and the and the life giving things that can just breathe life over them. Um, you, you can also be in prayer for my four year old Joel, who um, while he did not see the car actually hit them, um, I was brushing Miriam's hair the other day. And her, she lost pretty much all of her memory, and it's come back in pieces. Uh, and it's often through brushing hair that seems things seems to kind of come out. Um, and she said, "Mom, why didn't Joel come and you know get you guys first? Why did she? Why did he wait for the lady?" And I said, "Well, what do you mean?" And he's like, "Well, Mom, he made eyes with me." And so later, kind of privately with Joel, because you never want to like feed parts of the story to the kids. You want them to only you know say what's actually happened. So I just was, you know, uh, the trauma counselor that we have met with a couple of times had kind of asked us to kind of like draw pictures so that he can kind of like share his part and that kind of thing, which went well. But we only got up to the part with the car hitting them. So I kind of was like, you know, Joel, remember when we talked about that? And, you know, you didn't see them get hit by the car. But, you know, what happened after that, you know? And so he was able to share with me that um, he had walked just far enough that he's like, I could only see Ruth's feet, Mommy. But then, you know, Miriam looked up and I saw her. And so just before she, she had been going in and out of consciousness and I guess just before Stephen had first arrived. Um, so that's been hard for my mommy heart. Um, you know, what is your first memory? Oh, well, when I was four, my sisters got, you know, hit by a car and, you know, it's like, oh, so just pray for him. You know, since he's been able to share that, he's been able to, I've, I've been seeing him kind of in some ways return back to what he were, where he was before the accident a little bit more playful and instigating laughter and that kind of stuff. He had kind of been super serious, um, but also that he's been having a lot of more nightmares and just, um, you know, processing things and, and, and afresh. So if you can pray for his little heart as well um, and then just, you know, for full, complete healing. And then also for Stephen and I, you know, we're obviously, you know, trying to help care for our family and lead the lead this ministry. And it's also been really hard for us, uh, you know, so just extra grace and strength um, for for us and and yeah, for each of us would be really appreciated. Yeah, that was my next question. Was there any special bear request? Oh, yeah. You know, um, I, I just, you know, I know my son had nightmares for years from, from abuse that he, he suffered. And it's, it's, as a mother, you just want to make it all better. And, and your kids are so little. I mean, I, they're just so tiny. I still see them. And I'm, I just, you know, and with, with Joel and stuff, he was so quiet. He was yeah. so quiet after the car accident, mm -hmm. you know, and 
and, and that must have been he probably didn't understand what had happened you know and didn't know what to do and I know you had talked to about you know they wondered why he kicked the ball I don't know what you know what had happened and I think you're still piecing all that stuff together but you know I'm just going to pray grace over your whole family you know that um you know, that you were able to, to have ways that you can minister to have them all have healing, yeah, you know, absolutely. all the ones that for, for what they what they saw, what they went through, what they're still going through. And, of course, I'm going to continue to pray, you know, for complete healing, because I believe that God's going to bring he, he has showed his hands. He has put his hands on them. They are their days are numbered and it is not yet that he is going to use this later on in their life as a testimony to other people to bless them to bless others and um yeah and just continue prayers and if there's anything you need you know you can always you know reach out to me um yeah i it is funny because ruth was reflected the other day and she said mom i think that god spared our lives so that we can be a light in a dark world Mm -hmm. and i said i think you're exactly right ruth um and that is our prayer for them for each of them um and like you were saying with when you were there and watching everything you know even silas our 10 year old he came and he said you know mom He's like, you know, I've been frightened before. He's like, but I never was, I've never been scared. But when I saw you guys being taken in the helicopters, I was scared. Um, so my, my, my prayer originally was like, Lord, just get us through this, you know, but now it's Lord, like use this, use this in a way that we won't even, we can't even imagine. Use this in a way to not only be able to share and love and encourage others, um, and to bring good in ways you only can, but also to just especially appoint each of our kids as they process through this, you know, to uh, just be used as lights in a dark world. That has always been our prayer, but it's definitely all the more reiterated with God saving their lives in the situation. Amen. Amen, Hannah. And so much of what you've shared today, you know, in your testimony, in your ministry, you know, has been encouragement to others who are walking through dark places um, and reminders for for everyone, you know, that we're we're in this together. Let's hold hold one another up and and keep our eyes on the Lord. Yes. As we you know move to a close in our time together today, is there anything else that you feel led to share with our listeners right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I guess just to reiterate that that God is is near you and God is with you um, in every struggle that you face. Um, so often I think we channel our energies into fretting and into worry, but if we channel that energy into just seeking his word and sitting down with him and saying, Lord, even something that's helped me a lot is sometimes I, I can't even, I can be so troubled that I can't even focus on the words I'm writing, you know, in front of me. And so I'll just start with a journal prayer, like, um, not even just like, oh, I had mac and cheese today, you know, um, because I get that too. Uh, remember, I do have five children, so I get it. In fact, just before uh, my my little ten month old, he did a, a blowout right up through and got all through his shirt and all over my sis- my daughter's, you know, clothes. I get it. I get all that too. Um, but just as a prayer, like you know, Lord, I I can't even I can't even put into words what's on my heart right now. I can't even focus. Lord, I'm so troubled or Lord, this is so hard. And sometimes even you just writing that out kind of prepares your heart to be able to say, Lord, please show me the truth that you need to communicate to me right now. And just even sometimes entering that. And even sometimes sometimes it's like, I can't write five pages right now, but I can write three sentences. And that helps just kind of, you know, calm my mind and focus my heart and then say, Lord, here I am. I I need you right now. Like I need you to give me this hope just right now for today. Um, because 
uh, his grace is sufficient for us in our weakness. Um, and I mean, you know, before having kids, I was like, oh, you know, spending time with the Lord once a day, you know, that's good. But like now, now it's like, I need to be breathing him it, all the time and putting those messages around and, and, and crying out to him because those are the moments in time where he does and he will meet with us. Um, so channel that energy that we often so put into worrying and fretting and the unknown to the fact that God, he gets it. He's sovereign. He is on his throne. And then cry out to him in those moments of fogginess, in those moments of anxiety, in those moments that I can't even focus on reading this passage of scripture right now and just saying, the Lord, I, I can't, I can't even please just be here with me. And, and writing that down, sometimes I think physically writing it helps me like not be so scattered. <laughs> um, and then it really prepares your heart to be able to receive the word of encouragement and grace and strength that God promises to give us. So, yeah. Amen. And thank you for those encouraging words for people listening out, and even for, for my own heart. Uh, you know, I remember in my life, I've suffered a lot of, of difficulty. I know I've shared with you, in 2006, I was in a major car accident. It was rear-ended and shoved up the back of a school bus. And my boys were in the back seat. They were in little, you know, um, car seats and stuff at the time. And, um, and it took about three years of recovery. And there were some dark times where like god why why did you allow this to happen i had a lot of questions for god and i know that we can have faith during times of ease you know but when you i know your husband said it best uh, during my son's baptism was um you know when our times are sh- when he shakes the things that we love you know and and i, I keep thinking about what he his words and stuff because it's true because it shakes our faith during these times of difficulties that we go through, but that's when we grow closest to God. I mean, I know in my, in recovering of my car accident, um, you know, and I still have injuries today that, that are life, lifetime from that, that I still deal with, but God gives me the grace every day to get through it. He has taught me how to, to walk closer to him that, that I look back as before the car accident, I didn't have that closer relationship with God prior to that car accident. I learned to trust him and lean on him more. And, you know, and God promises never to leave us. And in John 16, 33 jesus says i have told you these things so that in me you may have peace that in this world you will have trouble but take heart i have overcome the world and what i've learned from this is that we're not exempt like you know you guys you're not exempt from hardships you know god doesn't spare us from those he says will you know when you will have trouble but we don't face him as christians we don't face him alone god is always with us and so hannah i believe the words that you spoke today are going to they're going to go out into the world and they're not going to return void. They're going to touch people that you won't even know until you go to heaven that you've blessed today and i just want to thank you so much for for taking the time to just share your t- your testimony with us and share about the, the good that your ministry is doing and also if you're listening and you're struggling right now just know that god loves you no matter what you are going through that he is there you can pray you can ask for his peace to cover you um you can reach out to joe heather and i through our um, our website we can we can get in contact with you and, and help to encourage you uh, to have a deeper relationship with him oh. amen well on behalf of all of our listeners, Tammy and me, I say thank you, Hannah, uh, for taking time away from your family and your busy ministry to join us today. It's been a Just pleasure. A thank you. Yes, it's been so great to have you here. 
Just as a reminder, depending on what platform you're listening from, be sure to like, share, follow, and subscribe to not miss a future episode. And to find out more about our podcast, visit loveandencouragement.com. Next week, we'll explore rest as we continue to offer you words of encouragement that remind you of God's awesome love.